celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. The toll-free number is 1-866-405-8405. I'm sorry, Vladi, go ahead. And I'm, I, want, I just forgot to say I'm the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Yeah. I don't want you being polite to me. Yeah, well, you are the world-famous. You, you're known from uh, Michigan to California and back. And all over Russia, you used to train KGB dogs. Not just in the Russian. You know, sometimes the people uh, who, if if some people hear me just, if, you know, sometimes I, I sound very entertaining. But I really have a fundamental education. I am a graduate university and I'm certified, European certified animal behaviorist. I worked in five countries around the world. I was a national champion in the Russian Schutzen, which is a Schutzen training. It's like in America, Super Bowl of the dog training who I won one time on occasion. And I was the youngest person who ever won that wow. that that competition back in Russia at the age of 13 years old. You have a very, very colorful yeah. life, I must say. And, yeah, uh, and train dog for Russian uh, intelligence service and uh, paratroopers and Russia-China border, and I can keep going on and on. So it is fun. We like to do it fun, uh, laughter. We would like to mix it with education. But uh, this is the life-changing suggestions. It's a practical suggestions. I don't try to avoid the problem or twist it I, I just give straightforward you say what's uh, on your answers. mind you you it don't is, uh, you is. don't cover it up or anything no, no sugar coating that's here. the thing about Vlade and uh, Dr. Debbie I think she's the same way Dr. Debbie by the way is probably one of the best veterinarians I know she is our veterinarian here at Animal Radio and as far as doctors go I know Vlade you're not a big fan of doctors altogether no, you, I don't, you, you, because I believe they are drug dealers. I believe <laughs> they are part of the huge pharmaceutical mafia where the insurance like a pimps. When it's private medical system, it's more like um, business. In order to have a good business, you have to have a more sick people who would feed in that the demand and uh, uh, how you say it in America, demand, uh, but supply. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying there. And anybody who's been through the mill of going to a doctor or dealing with insurance knows it's a big problem. Fortunately, we don't have to deal with that with animals. The insurance companies seem to be on the level and everything. Dr. Debbie's a, a very ethical vet. I like her. She's uh, pragmatic, and that's why she's our vet here, and she answers your questions. We also have animal communicator Joy Turner. She's been talking to animals for years now. I wouldn't want to give away her age because I can't because I know she looks a lot younger than her <laughs> age. And, and, and let me put a good nice words to her and, and those two because you always talk about me in the first uh, kind of priority and I guess for a reason. But yes, uh, Dr. David, besides she's a very beautiful lady and for me it's a kind of major thing which the lady sh- should be, but she's an amazing doctor and what, you know, even private conversation with her when we have some drink with her or you know we participate many places of interest she always keep telling me she never offered the drug as the first priority she wants to see if we can go around if we can do something soft if we can so she is really really there looking for the good nutrition that's why she is so great also because she knows that uh, you know if you fit the body properly you don't need to drag that body out after that. And regarding Joe Turner, it's a big friend of mine, and I think she's American uh, famous and favorite uh, animal s- s- psychic. Uh, she really can talk to the people, and uh, you know, I was witness myself how she talked to my dog Mika. 
and Mika talk her back. So I truly believe in everything what she's, she's talking about here. Also on the dream team, we have Joey Volani, who kicks off his, well, I guess he's, this is his second week tonight of his, uh, fourth season. He'll be in eight episodes of Dogs 101 on Animal Planet. See, I remember everybody. You're great. Good. I'm so proud of the dream team. I got, I keep track of them daily because they are so important to Animal Radio and they can answer your questions right now. Pick up those fat little fingers, put them in the phone and dial 1-866-405-8405 and we'll go to the phones after this. What kind of phone do you use? <laughs> yeah, what type of the phone you use in order to use the fat fingers? I use the iPhone because I'm I'm from, uh, you know, from California and when I moved to California from Michigan, I've been told by my kids, uh-uh, daddy, you cannot, you just must use Apple computer, Apple iPhone, and do not drive American car. Smart kids. I'm proud to say all of Animal Radio is produced on a Mac. <laughs> I guess you are up to the date. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And I'm happy to say Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, looking much better this weekend under the weather for almost two weeks. You yes, are, I were. You have color back in your face. And uh, your secret, I guess, was vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of had yesterday, you know, and uh, through the last two weeks, once in a while, it kills all germs, I guess, you know. <laughs> you know what the best, best Russian secret? When you mix the vodka with uh, uh, red pepper. Red so pepper? You, yeah. Red pepper and it, vodka. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a really, really kills everything. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't kill you first. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. It depends. We in Russia are well trained for that, you know. Like we like to say in Russia, what is good for the Russian could be deadly for Americans. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Answering your vet medical questions, Dr. Debbie, as well as groomer Joey Volani, his second week of his fourth season of... Dogs 101 on Animal Planet tonight. Check it out. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner. And if you have a question for Vladi or any of the gang, it's toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Stacey Cohn working on news. What do you got coming up? Have you ever gone into a juice bar and ordered a smoothie? Of course you have. You've probably had strawberry, banana, whatever. You know, something sweet, tastes good, little sherbet in there. Uh Mix it up. Wonderful. You feel healthy when you're done. How about drinking frog juice? Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) uh, Gross. Sounds green, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, it is green, and supposedly it's an aphrodisiac. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Have you ever heard of that, Vladi? Yeah, I was going to ask Vladi about that one. You've heard of all the aphrodisiacs. (laughs) Yeah, you know, if you give me a good good shot of vodka, you know, for free, as a free gift, I I would consider it to try that one first, and after drink the vodka to flush it out. (laughs) Frog juice, vodka, and hot pepper, boy. That's a combination. Exactly. Coming up on the show in just a few minutes, Animals Behaving Badly is the name of the book. Boozing Bees, Cheating Chimps, Dogs with Guns, and Other Beastly True Tales, told by Linda Lombardi. And uh, we'll have giveaways of that in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Hey there, how are you doing, Dr. Debbie? 
Awesome. Really good today. I've just finally put my uh, headphones together. The dog got to them again. Again. <laughs> Debbie. Uh, you think the human would learn in this relationship, but no. <laughs> For those of you that didn't hear the show last week, your headphones got chewed up. Your first pair of headphones got chewed up by <laughs> Boss, your new dog. Yeah, yeah. But a little bit of uh, glue to the rescue, and now it's just uh, kind of duct taped right now. So. <laughs> I'll tell you, duct tape and uh, WD-40 is all you need. That's all you need. need. Yep. Let's uh, head to the phones. This one's for Dr. Debbie. We have Daryl. Is it Daryl? Yeah. Welcome to the show, Daryl. Hello. What's going on? Well, I've got, a, I think, a three-year-old, three, four-year-old English Mastiff, and uh, we've, we've got kind of prior problems with her, such as, you know, kidney disease and, and other, you know, pretty healthy, though. Uh, but my wife was petting her the other day, yesterday, and she uh, felt a lump on the bottom of her throat. Uh-huh. And uh, she's got, you know, she's already got a couple little things on her back. You know, she's had checked out. They're like cysts or something, but not life-threatening. And uh, but she said this one just felt different. It was, you know, like it was further up in there and... You know, she's got her a vet appointment for Monday to go have her looked at, but I'm curious, is that something that could be cancer, or what could that be? Well, can you put her up to the, to the microphone? I want to get a, get a good feel. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we could do that. <laughs> because that, that really will tell us quite a bit. Now, can you describe perhaps where, like, is it up by the point of the jaw, lower down around the throat area? Yeah, like lower down around the throat area. Okay. And uh, is it uh, in the skin? Can you pull it away from her body, or is it attached? You know, I'm not certain, uh, but she, uh, like I said, she does got a couple, one that's on her back, but it's more in her skin area. It's one that you can, mm-hmm. you know, take and, and grab and pull on if you want to. It doesn't hurt her or anything. She's had it looked mm-hmm. at by the vet, and that one's, that one's, you know, it's nothing life-threatening or anything or nothing that's going to hurt her, but... But yeah, and can, when you say playing with it, you know, I kind of have this thing. I'll, I'll be doing a, a physical exam with a pet and talking and listening to the, the pet parent, and I'll feel something, and, and my hands just get distracted, and I can't stop touching it. <laughs> so a lot of times with these kind of lumps and bumps, I'm already kind of playing with it while I'm talking to mom and dad. So um, I'll feel it, see if it kind of rolls in your fingertips, if it's kind of loose in the skin. That's definitely better. Um, not to say that we can't get serious growths that occur in the skin, but it's a lot better for the pet in most scenarios if it's loose in the skin, especially if we're talking about having to do some kind of surgery or removal on things there. Um, so so I think that sounds somewhat favorable. And size-wise, how big is this thing? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Okay. All righty. And, and just in general, if it's something that changes very fast, gets very big very fast, or changes in the texture, how firm it might feel, then it definitely gets my little radar up. And I would certainly address that um, a little bit quicker than putting it off. Um, right. But, yeah, and your veterinarian may want to, you know, more than just examine the area. Sometimes the best thing we can do is just take a, a needle biopsy, a little sample of that, and make some uh, microscope slides. We can look at that in our laboratory or we'll send that out to a pathologist. And that is kind of how we can make that determination. How concerned do we really need to be? Because the honest truth is you can't detect cancer by feeling. As much as, you know, I might like to think I have good instincts, it's impossible to tell um, just by feeling, even using those characteristic guidelines that I mentioned. Um, so that needle biopsy might give you that peace of mind to say, okay, maybe not a big deal, or okay, this is something we really need to address and look into. Hope that all turns out okay, Daryl, and that she gets a clean bill of health with that checkup. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here for your calls at one 405 8405 
in just a few minutes, we're going to have the author of Animals Behaving Badly on. <laughs> now, now, Hal, no comments about my child. I'm not going to mention anything. Actually, the He's book, a good boy. He looks like a really great boy after you read some of the stories in this book. It's about boozing bees, cheating chimps, dogs with guns, and other beastly tales. You know, we're supposed to look at our animals for examples of how to live our lives. This may prove that theory wrong. And we'll talk to Linda Labardi in just a few minutes. Brought to you by Pets Day, a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends available at Flamingo, Bally's, and Harris Resorts in Las Vegas. Pets Day includes food in the water dish, the sleeping mat, the dog treats, and that specialty room service menu. You can find out more details at Caesars dot com slash pet state las vegas i see that uh, this weekend the show in the sky thursdays through saturdays it's free at the masquerade village at the rio in this economy you like free (laughs) yeah i do like free but i'm not sure what it have you heard of this now of course dr debbie hometown is las vegas Uh, not that you would know of all the shows that are going on in Las Vegas, but have you heard of this show in the sky? Yes, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. It's, they have this kind of suspended uh, parade that goes on, and you basically hang out in like the uh, courtyard area, uh-huh. and they have acrobats, um, all sorts of entertainment coming through. It's kind of a lot of Mardi Gras type sounds, so they play a lot of music. Just a big party, and um, it's a lot of fun. They throw the beads, all of that, so it, it's a good time. And yeah, cheap, free entertainment. You, you got to check it out. Now, one of the requirements here is that guests must be 38 inches in height or taller. <laughs> I don't get that. Huh? I don't get that. How does that play I don't get it. And they must be able to physically walk up three flights of stairs without assistance, so that's, that's I'm out, I guess. I yeah. But I, I do know that uh, Elton John is also still in Las Vegas at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace, and uh, tickets start at $55. So the show in the sky is free. Elton John, 55 bucks. A great weekend of entertainment for you. And the of course, the Pets Day program. Bring your animals to Las Vegas and stay at the Caesars Palace or the Paris or Planet Hollywood, Harris, Flamingo, Bally's Rio, uh, Imperial Palace. All of these are pet-friendly and honor the Pets Day program. And they also sponsor this portion of Animal Radio. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Maybe your dog can sit. Maybe he can roll over. Maybe he can even play dead. But when you tell him to stay, he's never done it like this. Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas proudly announce pet-friendly accommodations. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or a checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Fido-Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, presents its annual 25 Days of Gift Giving. Every day in December, you can log on to enter for your chance to win the featured gift of the day. The December issue features contests, adoption stories, destination reviews, where to dine Fido alfresco style, and the perfect ski town to visit with your furry best friend. Visit their website for a free online preview at www.fidofriendly.com. 
and find out what all the barking's about. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. You're listening to Animal Radio. Stacey Cohen working on news. Brought to you by Pets Life. Well, a very popular movie star with four legs and barks and has a potter as a friend (laughs) is up for adoption. I'll tell you all about this coming up on Animal Radio News. I believe we have George on line four. Can you punch that up? I can't reach it today. There, there you thank you. Hi, George. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm in Muskegon, Michigan right now. Are you a driver? Yeah. Okay. George, what's going on with you? Dr. Debbie's on with us here. Hi. I have a female Airedale that's spade. She's three years old. Her weight was up to 130 pounds. And uh, about a year ago, we put her on a diet. And the doctor wants her down to around, the, the vet wants her down to about 100 pounds, but I can't get her below 117. And all I feed her is a, a cup of uh, dried dog food in the morning mixed with a half can of green beans and the same thing at night. Okay. And when, when you look at her, does she seem to be, do you think she looks pudgy? Yeah, she's kind of a little bit white at the cruft back. Okay. But uh, I got her from Airedale Rescue when she was three months old, and... She weighed 35 pounds then. Oh, when she was little, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they do grow up. They grow up to be big girls, but uh, yeah, I would say at 130, that definitely sounds as a number. It sounds high, and and if you're going by the the body condition score, which is usually what most veterinarians use, where we look at your pet and we look for some certain outlines and shapes that we want to see, and if she doesn't have a nice little narrow waist when you're standing above her. Um, and she kind of looks like a pretty much like a rectangular potato. <laughs> that, that's not what we want. We want to have a nice little silhouette. So um, I guess the first thing I'd ask you, as far as um, you know, food wise, as far as is she actually on a weight loss diet? I am feeding her uh, for about a year now. Uh, Blue Buffalo uh, weight control. Uh, right. Dog. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, has your veterinarian expressed any concerns for anything health-wise, any kind of hormone problems? Because one of the big things I'd be looking for in a dog that can't drop the weight would be potentially a thyroid problem. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that myself. But, uh, yeah. Maybe I'll... And it's a very common hormonal problem. So if she hasn't been screened for that yet, I would definitely draw some blood and check her for that. Um, a low thyroid level in dogs can cause problems with weight gain, as well as some other hair coat problems where they get kind of dry skin um, and, and can have some activity problems. So that would be definitely something I'd look at. And I would really encourage you to use a weight loss diet in more of a prescription strength. Um, and that basically means nothing wrong with the food you're feeding right now, but when we're really trying to 
make some sincere efforts at getting that, that poundage off, um, it is advisable to use a prescription weight loss food. Um, talk to your veterinarian. There's a lot out of there. Out there, um, I use um, some of the different Hills products. Um, Purina makes a weight loss uh, food as well, but it gets a little bit more calorie restrictive than general o- um, over-the-counter uh, weight loss foods that are out there. Um, and then, and the other thought is, um, there is actually a weight loss drug for dogs. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Slentrol, and it actually is a drug that helps to curb their appetite. And we only want to use it in a healthy dog that doesn't have a thyroid problem, doesn't have a liver problem. But that is really useful for some pets that just can't get that weight off or that have a very strong appetite. Um, but we do have to use that with caution. So you, you work with your veterinarian on that. And that can help um, definitely kind of curb the little munchies that she, she might be having that could be contributing to her weight problem. And are you, George, are you doing some activity, some exercise for her? Well, I can take her for a walk now and then, but uh, my wife and I both work. We have a fenced-in yard, and we have a dog door, so she goes in and out whenever she wants. But okay. probably not enough, because she's kind of a couch potato. <laughs> she's living the good life there. <laughs> and I would say definitely, if there's an ability that you can get her um, activity up, you know, two 30-minute walks a day are ideal for trying to get that activity level. And you might be able to get away feeding, you know, maybe the regular food you're feeding now or not restricting her diet so much if we can get that activity level up. So um, I'd say get her off the couch, <laughs> away from the TV, um, play ball if she likes to do any kind of retrieving activities. Um, um, but even a good, you know, brisk walk a couple times a day is a fabulous thing for us and great for her as well. So keep up those weight loss efforts there, George. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. We have a call now for animal communicator Joy Turner. We have Kelly on line three. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Good. What Good. can we do for you, Kelly? Well, I, um, I'm calling. Um, I had a three-year-old Shih Tzu who, who died in April. Um, I'd had her since she was a puppy. I got her at six weeks old, and she was my first dog that I've had in this, as an adult, so she's pretty pretty special to me. Um, and when I lost her, I uh, I wasn't quite sure if I wanted another dog right away, so I, I waited. And um, in July, I adopted uh, a Shih Tzu from, from a pet rescue, and... Um, you know, I just, I, it's dumb, but <laughs> I feel um, really guilty about getting another dog, and, and um, I just, I'm just not sure if my Sadie is, would be okay with it. Okay, well, she just could hardly wait for you to get done so she could jump in here and tell you, don't be silly. <laughs> really? She, <laughs> she so spent her time. Helping you open your heart and love more completely and fully and more deeply. She said it would be such a waste of her life if you didn't keep that heart open and you didn't give that love to someone else because you can always love her and somebody else. She doesn't see that it's exclusive, that you love one and can never love another one. In her mind, you just make another spot in your heart for the next dog, and she is so appreciative that you would finally do that. And she says you stop being so silly. She's Delighted you have another someone to love. 
Well, thank you. She says she knows she'll always love you. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred other dogs. (laughs) She goes, not that you would have them all at one time, but you get her point. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. That that helps me. I appreciate it. We appreciate your call, Kelly. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. Could be Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani or animal communicator Joy Turner. Vlad, you ready to hit the phones? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Ed? Hey, Ed. How are you? Oh, doing great. How are you doing today? Very good. Where are you? I'm in uh, northeastern North Carolina. Okay. Very beautiful part of our country. I have Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, here. If he can't cure your problem, no one can. Yes, that's for sure. Ed, thank you for calling me. But your name has scared me a little bit because recently I had a French bulldog by name Ed. And that was the only French bulldog for the last five five years I failed in the training. So hopefully, hopefully I can help you. Go ahead. Well, hopefully I don't look anything like a uh, bulldog. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> no, French bulldogs, they're nice. You know, Russians love French people. Go ahead. Well, about six months ago, we rescued a Boykin Spaniel, and she's oh, she's a gorgeous dog. She's just sweet. And we just have a couple problems that uh, so far we haven't been able to uh, overcome. Uh, she is housebroken most of the time, but every well, every now and then she'll just pick a, a bedroom or a bathroom and. Uh, do her business in there, and we have not been able to figure out a way to break her of that habit. Come on, Ed. Four or five years, Doc, and you still have a housebreaking problem? Well, we've only had her for six months. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that's she, that's excuse. That sounds yeah, excuse. We're, we're what is the problem number two? Okay. The, the second one is she's got separation anxiety very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, if we To the point you leave the home and she's destroying your house? Or oh, what? yes. Uh, And you tried to put her in the crate, and she's chewing herself out of the crate? We had one of the uh, all-wire crates, and she actually escaped from it. Dogs do that. They're smart. I don't know how she did that. Her separation anxiety is so bad that the first time we put her in there, when we came back, uh, just like an hour later, you could see where she had clawed the inside of the kennel. Okay, we have a very limited time, so um, I will try to describe you a few things, but I would really encourage you, maybe uh, you call to my office, and my website is SoCalDogTraining.com, and we could schedule with you something, maybe phone consultation, if you live in Southern California, maybe stop by. But the thing is, I will try to help you out pretty quick. Separation anxiety needs to be treated in very uncommon way, and comprehensive way. First of all, it needs to stop dependency on you. It means you need to stop... Uh, uh, allow her to follow you like a laser beam. Every every time, everywhere you go, and she just follow you around. You gotta stop that thing. You have to also stop petting her constantly. You have to start to ignore her, to give her more cold shoulder. You also need to stop do any welcome home celebrations when you come home and say hi. You know how I'm happy or grieving before you leave the home. You have to come home like a Taliban husband who comes home. He's not giving his wives kisses or hugs and just tell them, hey, go do laundry, go do dishes. That's it. 
if you leave her in your home and you come back and she's greeting you uh, at the door, you have to act very abruptly. I mean, you should just maybe like uh, with your legs just uh, knock on the uh, knock on the floor. Just, ah, 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 ah. just just leave me alone, you know, and just walk through as you okay. do not even see the dog. It's just so many things you can do to help, but start with the simple things. Ignoring before leave the home, before you come home, no welcome home celebrations. Uh, get the CD by name, uh, Music Your Pet. This is a wonderful calming CD. Create a special calming effect on your dog. Okay. And uh, get the product ProQuiet. Um, you can send me email. I can refer to all those products. But these things would be starting point for you. If it's hard for you to put your dog in the crate, um, you know, I would try to do it without crate, but I would I would spend Saturday and Sunday for a quick uh, going home and come back, uh, coming home, excuse me, and come back, and gr- gradually extend the time. Um, I would uh, really do a good obedience training before I, before I start that leaving my home and coming back to exhaust the dog physically and mentally. Everything needs to be in combination, but again and again, uh, I require a little bit more time for me because it's a very serious problem. I feel your pain here, okay? And regarding housebreaking, so this one, this much easier. This could be related to separation anxiety, but uh, make sure if you're not supervising your dog, your dog needs to be confined in the crate. Make sure uh, remove all spots with appropriate cleaning stuff. After, try to feed your dog in the area where they're urinating because dogs... Like a humans, they don't like to eat in the area where they are, go to the bathroom. Good point. Okay, thank you for your call, Ed. I hope these help you out. Let us know. If not, we'll do a follow-up for you at one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Somebody's bringing home the bacon. We're just not sure who's doing it. Farmers in Mitchell County, Iowa, are reporting hundreds of pig thefts in the area and all along the Minnesota border. Officials not sure how they're pulling this off. Mitchell County hog farmers have lost more than 350 hogs since February. Combine that with recent Minnesota thefts of 150 hogs that were taken from Nicolette County farmers and then more than 550 from another county farmer. We're looking at about a 1,000 snatch pigs. Now, if you're not familiar with pig prices, except for bacon, 200 of the hogs recently stolen out of Iowa, relatively small 50-pounders, they're worth about 10000 bucks total, or $50 a piece. The 700 out of Minnesota that were taken, they add up to a whopping 134000 Those pigs are just under $200 each. Reed Cooper, who's an Iowa farmer who lost 150 hogs in February, thinks it's the work of just a few thieves, but police are not so sure. They're suspecting a more elaborate operation is underway. Heidi, the cross-eyed opossum who turned media sensation at Germany's Leipzig Zoo has died. Zoo officials say the three-and-a-half-year-old animal was suffering from health complications due to old age. Vets were treating Heidi for arthrosis, but her condition worsened. They decided, you know, might be better off for the animal's welfare to put her to sleep. Heidi rose to fame late last year after arriving in Leipzig from Denmark. The cross-eyed opossum charmed fans. She has a Facebook page, sparked a popular song on YouTube, and even stars as a plush toy. Worcester is now home to a world record holding cat. 
The animal was born with two faces. She turns 12 this month. The cat holds the Guinness record as the longest living two-faced cat. The owner tells the Worcester Gazette that she adopted the unusual animal when a breeder brought the cat to be put down when he was only a day old. Barry, the 10-year-old black German shepherd that played Padfoot in the Harry Potter movies, up for adoption, and the requests are streaming in, many from the U.S. His owner, stuntman and trainer Paul Thompson, gave Barry to England's German Shepherd Rescue in July, along with a white 13-year-old German Shepherd named Porridge. The two dogs who grew up together have to be adopted as a pair. Barry was given up for rescue because the gentleman couldn't afford to keep him anymore, and his companion, said Jane O'Brien, who fields inquiries for the German Shepherd Rescue site. The uh, two dogs were immediately put into a safe foster home, but now they both need a permanent place to live. On the organization's website, Barry's bio reads, My dad contacted German Shepherd Dog Rescue because he realized he didn't have time to look after us properly anymore. His work takes him away, and we miss getting walks or brushes like we used to. They're very classy animals, O'Brien said of Barry and his pal Porridge. Very quiet and well-behaved. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3 and the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000? Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution and no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z one 405 It is Animal Radio. As soon as this show is over, you can bet the bottom dollar will be, 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 we'll be taking our animals outside and taking them for a walk in this beautiful weather. It's just a few weeks away from Halloween. Everybody's thinking about dressing up their animals, and uh, I think it's a little bit silly. Although you do, you do get more candy if you dress up your animals. Yeah, you think it's silly. You there standing there with your bunny ears, you think it's silly to dress up for Halloween. Yeah, well, no one can see this. That's true. It's radio. But, uh, Joy, let me ask you a question. (laughs) Well, not you. Let me ask the animals a question. Do they generally like to be dressed up for Halloween? You know, it all depends on the animal. I have had, actually, when I was at a Halloween-type event, I had a woman and her dog walk by that had little devil horns on it. Uh And, of course, they know that I can hear them where... A lot of people can't, and so he said, please tell her I hate this. Put an angel halo on me. Ah, so it wasn't so much wearing anything. It was what he was wearing. He wanted This particular costume. dog was what he was wearing. He ah. did not want to be seen as a devil. Ah, so maybe we should be checking with our animals before we start dressing them up, asking them, do they really want to be dressed up as Harry Potter this year? Never hurts. Does Ladybug want to be dressed up as a Ladybug this year? She says, well, what are her other options? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have any. She goes, well, if she doesn't have any, then fine. But 
She doesn't want to get in a rut. <laughs> does Ladybug like getting dressed up? She does. You know, you got to see how excited she does when I pull out her shirt. Oh, does, her little tail. Yeah, goes back doesn't and forth. she, Joy? She looks excited. She thinks it's fabulous. She has never had so much fun. She's. It's like kind of like Lady Gaga. You know, it's like <laughs> how great can I dress up? How swell can I be? How much bling can I wear? She likes her ooh la la T-shirt. And I bet she'd love the meat suit that um, Lady Gaga wore. She probably would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She wants that one. Uh, I guess some dogs might like it. Some dogs, like I say, Ladybug does look like she does like being dressed up. She likes the attention. She's always been sort of a uh, media celebrity spotlight she, whore. She gets cold. If you're carving a pumpkin, don't forget to get the official Ladybug stencil to carve your pumpkin to look like Ladybug. It's over at the website at animalradio.com. What is this? Does she have an agent or something? She thinks she should. We've got a few suggestions at your voice at animalradio.com. They say the dog father theme is played out. You got to get rid of of those violin players. They're suggesting maybe horn players, uh, maybe a solo. Bagpipes. Bagpipes. (laughs) That goes good with Italian music. Yeah. It is uh, Joey Volani on Animal Radio brought to you by Senior Pet Products. Check out their website. If you're looking for any kind of pet product, you want to check there first because you have the opportunity to get 25% off your entire purchase simply by putting in the promo code SAVE25. It's right next to the Animal Radio logo, by the way, proudly displayed at SeniorPetProducts.com. There you go. So what's the tip of the week, big guy? You know, I mean, Halloween is, is a really fun holiday for um, people who like to take their pets trick-or-treating. But a lot of times people, you know, I mean, they have the, um, you can go into the supermarket and buy the generic costume, but a lot of times people like to do a little bit themselves. And um, when I had the um, pet grooming school, we used to do a lot um, with dressing up the dogs and doing some Quick fixes. Quick fixes are basically, um, you know, stuff that's not going to last long because usually it involves color. Oh. So if you have a light-colored, long-haired dog and you want to put a little color in and you don't want it to last real long, there's a few things you could do. Now, I like working with hairspray because I can also manipulate the coat a little bit <laughs> if I want to make spikes, um, if I want to make, um, you know, fluff it out and make like a pumpkin head. And what you can actually do is add a whole thing of... Of food coloring into um in that the whole little squeezy bottle that you, that you have of food coloring into your um hairspray and of course it can't be aerosol but we could put take the top off and you you add it in and as you spray it on wow. um you'll be getting all the hold plus the color and it's something that will you know um brush out mostly and then of course you're going to have to um take it to the sink and wash it out but it washes right out and you can idea. manipulate it and you can actually um you know fluff up the hair the other thing is you can even go to um a um oh my god a fabric place and you could buy little stars or or, or things where you can spray on and glue it on the pet with the hairspray. Now, you got to make sure your pet's not going to eat it. And this is for dogs, not cats. Cats, we don't want it because cats are going to clean themselves and you don't want to get them sick. Now, the other thing you could do is if you have a dark-colored dog, because a lot of people say, well, you know what, light-colored dogs are easy. What do I do if my dog is brown, black, red? What you do is get some hairspray, and you can spray your dog and get the shape that you want. The next thing you want to do is they make a lot of different type of colored hair gel that are very vibrant these days. And the stuff I'm talking about are for people that you can go into your you know local beauty supply place and get them, and you can actually apply the color 
on the hair itself. If that's not vibrant enough for you, if you go back into the um, craft store, for children they make blow pens. And blow pens are almost like... Um, spray guns that you use your mouth you um it's like a pen and and you put it in your mouth one end you blow it out and it blows out the color wow and it's going to blow it out real vibrant it's stuff that's non-toxic so it's not going to hurt your pet and you can make shapes you can make you can um just have splashes of color it's good for short-haired dogs long-haired dogs and if you don't want it to come off put that on first spray the hairspray on second because it, it almost like laminated so to speak you know what would be really cool is you can get little uh, cutouts, and you could put cutouts on your animal, and then spray that stuff over the cutout. Like a stencil, yes, yeah, a, like stencil. a stencil. Absolutely, and you can even buy them in the craft store as well. Um, any type of stencil. Matter of fact, when I was on Groomer Has It, that was um, something that Jorge um, had done. He he wrote, "I love New York," <laughs> with um, a blow pen on the side of the dog using using stencils. So you can do anything. I mean, have fun with it. The whole thing is, though, if you're going to glue things on the dogs, like um, you know, little trinkets. And, and ornaments. Make sure they don't eat them, and otherwise you're going to be going to the veterinarian. Sure. Um, but um, have fun with it, and you know, paint your dog's nails. How long does food coloring last? It'll come. It'll come out rather easily. Um, it depends on how heavy you put it in and the way you put it in. If you okay. just spray it on a dry coat, it'll shampoo right out. If you um, spray it on a wet coat and work it in with a blow dryer, then you know what? You, it may stay in there a while. It could stay up there, you know, up to, up to a month um, or two. Um, it'll lighten as time goes on, but um, you know, if you don't want your white dog um, that you that you sprayed um, red to, to, to go through a whole stage of pink and then you know, until it's out, it's, it's going to take, it could take a little bit, so. But what if you have a short-haired dog and it, it's going to get on their skin, there's no way around it if their hair is real short, is that going to cause an irritation? No, not the food coloring. The other stuff like the, um, the hair gels if you do a test area just to see maybe the night before like a little area on the dog's belly just to see if it's going to irritate because a lot of times it may not irritate us but it's going to irritate them because uh-huh. you know we're working with with chemicals all the time where they're not but food coloring is not going to hurt the pet whatsoever mm. and remember the only reason we dress up our animals for Halloween is because we get more candy <laughs> that's right because they have a bag yeah. too so they have to get candy as well do you dress up your uh, pets at all does Miles get dressed up three of the four because the fourth one it hasn't we we haven't had him during Halloween yet so but it's um, definitely you know what don't, he really has no say in the matter my wife will tell him that Joey Volani ladies and gentlemen on Animal Radio be sure to check him out tonight on Animal Planet provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once a month application Advantage Two quickly kills fleas within twelve hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. Hi, Bob Vela here for Canine Caviar. At Canine Caviar, we make your pet's food with only human-grade quality ingredients, and we use dehydrated protein sources like buffalo, chicken, lamb, beaver, venison, and duck. Canine Caviar is affordable. On average, it only costs $1.75 a day to feed a 65-pound dog. So go with the best food for your best friend. Don't forget to ask for our free-range, grass-fed buffalo treats. For more information, go to canine caviar.com or call 1-800-392-7898. 
Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. It's toll-free to Animal Radio, one 405 Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Just fine. I'm, I'm a truck driver. I'm driving through Atlanta right now. Driving through but I'm a, Atlanta? Yeah, I'm on my way home. Do you travel with your animal? No, they took him out of the truck because, uh, I don't know, I, I could try to get him back. But it's my wife's dog I'm doing with. Okay, well, I got it's the doctor a, here, so what's up? It's a chihuahua. He's a male. He's five years old. Pedigree. And, uh... He's marking my house, and he's and he's humping on his toys. Okay, so I'm guessing this boy's got two things dangling between his hind limbs, huh? Right, right. He's not okay. Doing that. Now, so my question was, if I have him neutered, will that stop, or is that well, going to continue on? Well, what you're describing, those are sexual behaviors. So while it's impossible to say it won't happen at all, um, they're driven by hormones. So an intact male dog is very likely to hump on objects or people, um, and um, definitely marking is part of their communication. So my number one recommendation is, um, you know, he makes a better pet, and it's healthier for him to get him neutered. So yes, I wouldn't hesitate to get that done. And only in some rare cases do we see dogs that will still um, mark or that will still um, have some of those over-sexual behaviors like the, the humping and that. And in those cases, um, you know, we have to kind of deal a little bit more training-wise with that. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, so feel, definitely. Because, you know, I mean, he's the inside dog. He only goes on a leash. And I've been trying to find a female. Made him, you know what I mean? These are some awesome dogs. Uh, he doesn't need to breed just because he's awesome. You love him all the same. And everybody wants to breed their dog because they want to pass on the good genes. But you know what? Every day at the shelter, chihuahuas, pure breed chihuahuas are put to sleep because they don't have homes. So I would stop you before you even think about breeding just for the sake of, you know, breeding on his good oh. genes. Really. Um, so yeah, I'd embrace a castration, go ahead and get this little fella neutered, help his behavior problems. And then also, you know, it helps to, you know, save a life because, you know, those pups that might be born, you know, would displace, uh, the hopeful adoption of some other dogs that are already what, waiting. What kind of cancers can we avoid if we get neutered and spayed? Well, in male dogs, definitely testicular cancer. Um, it helps to decrease risk of prostate cancer in male dogs. And there's even some skin tumors in male dogs that are hormonally driven. So those can be eliminated or wiped out um, with uh, castration. In female dogs, there's a lot. Mammary cancers. If we spay a dog before they go into heat, we can make the risk of breast cancer zero. If you wait until after they had a few heats or let them have you know babies that risk of breast cancer goes up so uh, spaying also um, saves female dogs from having the problem of pyometra which is an infection in the uterus which is very very serious life-threatening 
completely preventable by getting them spayed. So, yeah, there's overwhelming um, evidence to, to recommend spaying a neuter. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Animal Radio is brought to you by... New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. K9 Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and K9 Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Brought to you by Stella and Chewy's, made with 100% raw meat. Stella and Chewy's products, all their dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, coloring, sugar, or salt. You've known for years about their great dog food. They now have a cat food made just the same way. The chick chick chicken flavor <laughs> is, I know, one of our cat's favorites, as well as the super beef delicious and the charming chicken and beef. I just like the names. There. I know. They have such great names. Let us send you a sample of Stella and Chewy's. Send us a self-addressed stamped envelope. The address over at the website at animalradio.com. We're sure your animals will be hooked on this food. Please, when you do ask for a sample, please tell us if you want a dog food sample or a cat food sample or both. Here's how I use the Stellentius if somebody would like to, you know, get this idea. I use the good quality regular uh, kibbles for economical purposes in the morning. And after I sprinkle on top uh, dehydrated Stellentius, that way it's still raw meat, but it has uh, nothing you can worry about, all this infection, I think, potential. It doesn't have it, but just, you know, just sometimes people cannot get over the raw meat. So that's what I'm sprinkling on top, and it's adding uh, value, it's adding nutrition. Nutrition, it adding, adding enzymes and um, basically enhance existing dog food to digest better. Remember, it's not what you eat, it's what you digest. And in the evening, I, I'm giving a raw Stella and Chews. The way I do it, it's a kind of, I slightly defrost it. And after that, like a candy, I just, uh, just uh, kind of break piece and give it to her, break piece just from my hands because I don't like to put any of that raw things in my, in the dog's bowl. So I don't need to wash it after that. I'm lazy on that. So that's what I do. And boy, it's really works. It's really, uh, she, she's Mika, like nobody even know how old she is. And I always never tell the it's people. true and she's sitting yes. right here and she's taking a little nap she does that during the show but let me tell you her coat is so shiny and smooth Gorgeous. and soft for a german shepherd one of the softest coats i've ever seen and that's got to be because of the stella and chewies good stuff and she's calm and she's, she's calm it's also very important well protein is calming their mind Listen, I have a question. I, I don't mean to stir it up or anything like that, but we're always talking about not allowing your dogs in bed with you. Now, I know a lot of people sleep with their dogs in bed right next to you. A reason why the people like to do this, uh, for a lot of times, uh, reason number one, uh, what I learn, uh, it's mostly people at middle age, uh, like our age and older, <laughs> like to do that. In, and here is why. Because their kids are grown oh. and left the nest, and they still have that fuzzy 
feeling of taking care of someone, yeah. and that's what you know. They, they they come home, and oh, Americans are very hard workers. They working twenty four seven, every day, um, you know, and it's a very stressful life in this economy. You know, come on, boss yelling at them, people yelling, and sometimes they don't get along with their wives and husbands and boyfriends, girlfriends. So when they come home, and they wanna just, they don't wanna, they don't wanna be boss anymore. They wanna just that puppy or dog j- just jump in their hands and just get them on the couch and they would like to just watch TV, drink some beer, uh, y- you know, eat popcorn and just, uh, you know, hamburger and just uh, petting the dogs. And when they go to the bed, they would love to have it some somewhere next to them. So, you know, this is the, one of the questions when I get in trouble more than anything else because everyone knows what I will say. But there is some exceptions to that saying. And okay. first of all, I would say, if you would raise the dog's body in the vertical direction, you're raising that dog's social status. Okay? It's, it's very important for you people to know, because even in the Europe, in the Kirin Gardens, the teacher never sits with the kids on the, on the floor. She always have a little chair. It's like a judge in the courtroom, always higher. I, when I was a little kid, I saw even chickens in the chicken coop uh, were located according to their rank, and they were fighting. You know, that's if somebody actually, took them. That's actually how we are in the studio. Not a lot of people know that. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, Hal has the big tall chair. <laughs> but you're a rooster. Yeah. You're a rooster. You take the big. You're a alpha uh, queen bitch or whatever you are. You know, you took the best part. Yeah. I know that. Okay. Yeah, but 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 when the dog is fine, my point. This and he can bring even Pepsi Cola from refrigerator, like my Mika can bring vodka from refrigerator. You know, I don't really care where the dog sleeps, but when you have unruly dog, it is the matter. You give them paw, they will take four. It's like a it's like a man. You allow somebody to touch you, duty, they want to kiss you. you. You allow the kiss, we don't want to continue that conversation on Boy, the radio. Tell me about same. it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Now, what I do with my little dog is she knows at bedtime she crawls in her crate automatically. I tell her it's time. She crawls in her crate. Then, like the last hour of the morning before I get up, like the last hour, uh, she wants to come out, and I let her out, and she snuggles with me for the last hour. Is that okay? Is that okay? First of all, it's okay because I don't count your dog as the dog. <gasps> you know, well, no, I got to say that your dog really isn't a dog. <laughs> yes, she more is. like a cat. No. Yeah, she's like a cat. You know, the only time she she's the dog when when I'm in the studio because she kind of yeah. uh, you know always look at me like okay Vladi you want to make me to do something I mean I gotta be alert maybe growl at you a few times he would not even try to uh, challenge my authority because I am the queen of the castle I'm you know mommy daughter so so get to the point you know, so get, get to the point uh, for your situation it's okay because you really don't have any problem with her no but if you have unruly dog you know who is it's unbelievable 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 what I see day by day, that's what I'm writing in my book, just a few days in Alisa Vieja, police officer, nice guy, where keep telling me that he's, he's a, who was it, oh my gosh, a Maltese, I could not believe it, Maltese, he's the sweetest dog, Maltese bit him four times and wow. bit his wife, and he, few people from his police department tried to help him, nobody could, so he invited me, I put that Maltese back, whipped her in the shape, pretty quick but you know i mean people are so tolerable with all those behavior problems and try to talk them out sure if we have a skills like a joe turner has we can ask her please don't bite me please don't bite my husband 
that husband, that police officer could not even go to the bathroom to pee through the night. Because when he came back to his wife, his Maltese trying to bite him and keeping him away from this dog bed. Because from her perspective, if you left, if you left the, the den, you cannot get back without fight. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Don't get me started. Okay, let's get back to the phone, for the busy phone line. Because, okay. you know, I just warm up. It's just it's hilarious. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, if you have a three-day weekend, uh, we don't here at Animal Radio. Of course, we work every weekend. But if you're enjoying this Columbus Day weekend, get outside with your animals and enjoy it with them. But wait until the show is over, of course. Of course. Or take your phone with you or something with you so you can still hear it while you're on the go. You want to know why Dr. Debbie is coming to the studio so pissed off today? It's... <laughs> I don't know. It's, it seems like, uh, you know, it, this happens once every six months or so. You run into a Are you client. saying I'm a hothead, Hal? No, but when something <laughs> when, when something's on your mind, you... Uh, and this is the perfect place for it to vent. You know, I'm glad you have a radio show to vent your feelings on, but I noticed that you had an animal come in this morning that uh, you hadn't seen in a decade. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this kitty and... Um, lady I recognize. Oh, yeah, I had a great relationship with her pets in the past. She said, oh, yeah, I just brought him in for this and that. And uh, it had been 10 years oh. since she walked through the door with that kitty. And the sad thing is that she felt the cat was in great health because mm-hmm. it was acting normal. And recently, there was a major study by uh, Bayer and Bracky study and all the, these other organizations that looked at cats and how they're really the forgotten pet, mm-hmm. that we think that they don't need regular veterinary care because they're quiet, they don't cause trouble, and they don't seem to complain about things. But the truth is, we need to see those kitties. They should be going to the vet once a year, every six months. Um, and, and yeah, unfortunately, this lady, she thought she was doing great because the cat didn't complain. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's infuriating because there's a lot of things we can miss when things are more treatable, when maybe a, a lump is smaller and it's cheaper and easier to take off, um, or just to really be more proactive about things. Well, you know, I'm guilty of that, too. I will go to the vet when I have a problem because we have a few animals and it could become very costly to do all the wellness checks. But Let's say that hypothetically, I didn't have one of my best friends, Doctor Debbie. How how often should I be going to the vet for a wellness check? The general recommendation for dogs and cats is every six months, because wow. we look at if you remember when a or how old a dog or cat is, and that general comparison to people. You know, one dog year is equal to seven human years, approximately. So, do you go to the doctor more than once every seven years? Probably not. Well, (laughs) maybe not for everyone. But but truly, that's the interval we're considering. One year isn't really one year to our pets. It's a lot more than that. So, Mm. what if it's uh, you know the economy's hit me hard? I'm telling you, 
it's uh, yes, every six yeah. months is tough. No doubt. And, and that's certainly one major concern and one reason that we feel that kitties are some, somewhat getting pushed to the side. But the overall truth is that preventative care is by far cheaper than reactive oh. care. So you do a better job for your pet and you're going to save more money on the backside if you jump in before things get more involved and costly. That just makes so much sense. Do you feel better now? I, I do. You've gotten it off my chest. And, and, you know, had it not been that just like the next moment I went into another room, and it had been eight years since this other cat had been in. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, you got to applaud but. him for finally getting him in there. Very true. Very true. And it is important, no matter how, what's your pet's condition. You know, I have pets that come in that are all matted and everyone's embarrassed. They don't want to bring them into the vet. We don't care. We're just happy you're getting the care you need. And we look past those kind of things. We don't look at the mats and the mismatching bows and all that. Okay. Well, you can call Dr. Debbie now. She will make no judgment on uh, the fact that you probably waited a couple weeks to call. Why not call now? It's toll free and you'll have her time. Same with Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, groomer Joey Volani and animal communicator Joy Turner. We're all here for you right now, so you can call now. We're going to stick around. It's a beautiful day. We'd rather be outside, I think, walking our animals, but we're just going to stick around for a few hours. I'm going to sit right here, right here by the phone. Until you call. We we have all the time in the world. Well, just two hours, and then we're going outside. But right now, I'm sitting by that phone. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Anybody there? Let's just... Okay, it's uh, I'm still sitting here. Did we tell you it was a free call? (laughs) This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me, it's not that. (laughs) Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Lady Gaga, Glenn Close. Cher, Stephen Carell, and Justin Timberlake. What do they have in common? No, they're not. They're not going to be on the show today. They're just <laughs> all celebrities that come to the top of my mind. Oh boy! But uh, I, I will say that on the show today, Linda Lombardi will be joining us, and she's just as exciting as Justin Timberlake ever would be. She's talking to us about animals that behave badly. In fact, she's written a whole book on animals that uh, behave badly: animals that steal and cheat. And, and drink. get drunk, yeah. Gamble. Really? Yeah. Really. Cheating, stealing, drunk. That <laughs> sounds my like my ex. You know, they always say, and especially animal communicator Joy Turner always says, we could learn a lot from our animals. Not necessarily every animal. <laughs> now remember, it's just like computers. Computers that screw up are because humans screw up. Bad input in, bad output. And it's the same with animals. If you're a bad human being, you'll train your animal to be a yeah, bad Yeah, but what human. about those bad animals in the wild, Hal, in nature? Well, we'll have to ask Linda Labardi. Have you ever gone into a juice bar and ordered a smoothie? Of course you have. You've probably had strawberry, banana, sure. whatever. You know, something sweet, tastes good, little sherbet in there. <laughs> Mix it up. Wonderful. You feel healthy when you're done. How about drinking frog juice? Oh. Sounds kind of uh, gross. Sounds green, doesn't it? Supposedly, it's an aphrodisiac. Oh. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Frog juice. Now, give it to Vlada. Now, He'll drink would, anything. What would make you want to even try that? 
So like, like, say, oh, frog juice, aphrodisiac, let's drink it. That's, I mean, how, like do you, I do, how do you get to that point? Dude, That's what I want. How word. do you get to that point? Well, who tested it to find out? <laughs> Seriously. Okay, well, that's all on the way here. And also, just as disgusting, something has come to an end in China. I'm very happy about this. The ancient dog-eating festival has come to an end after 600 years. And I think it's about time in the year 2011 that we are no longer wow. eating dogs. That's all of the news in just a few minutes. Very excited about that. Hey, Dave, how are you doing? Fine. How are you today? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ashland, Kentucky. Well, it sounds like a beautiful place. It's pretty hot down here. Sun's shining, though. Everything's pretty good down here in Kentucky. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty hot most across the country right now, uh, keeping all the animals nice and cool. Say, how can we help you? i got Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard right here. Hi, Dave. Hi. Hi. I love your accent. I heard in Kentucky that you guys have a wonderful chickens. <laughs> yes, it's called Colonel Sanders. It's a great brand. <laughs> yeah, when I, I was when I was a little boy, hold on, hold on, when I was a little boy, you know, I was li- I was living in a little Russian village with my grandfather, who was a Soviet biologist. He was conducting Pavlov type of the behavioral research with the farm animals, and one of them was chickens. So I learned that even chickens in the chicken house located according to their rank with a rooster on top. And you know, in the first word, I'm telling to my clients so whose dogs are misbehaving, don't put your dogs in the bed. Alpha dog would never do. Even chickens will never do that. They look at me like, you, like I just asked them to commit the murder. People really don't like it. <laughs> but Dave, how can I help you? We have a little small dog rescue here in uh, Boyd County, Kentucky, named uh-huh. Arf, A-A-R-F. Uh, breed, 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 gender. No, no, he has a, res- it's a, it's he, a you, rescue. You actually own a rescue. Yes. Okay. And the reason I brought that up was we were contacted here a while back about a pack of a mother and four puppies. And I'm sure how, the, how old the mother is. She's probably two years. She's a young young mother, but she's had four pups, three female pups and one male dog. They're about seven months old, and they all have been living in a run that's about uh, eight foot long, four or five foot wide. It's kind of nailed together. It's way back out in the country. And the situation is the owners of these animals had contacted us to see if we could rehome them. I drive out and the dogs have no socialization skills. They don't get out of the pen very much. They haven't been around a whole lot of different people. You put a collar on them or a lead, and it's like a fish on the end of a line. They're flopping around, and I just needed Mm. some... I didn't know if you all had any techniques that I could use to socialize these four puppies. Because we're limiting the time, I just would like to cut to the meat. So let me summarize it. So somebody called you. You you are working for the rescue. God bless your heart. And uh, you've got uh, four puppies and mother together. And those puppies are good to each other. Uh-huh. They go to the mother. Uh-huh. They know the certain people in their life, but not everyone. And they are hating hate every dogs. Am I right? Uh, yes. You are concerned, so you can't even train. You can't get them out because they snap you. You can't even touch them. Am I right or no? Well, I don't know that yet. We're going to find out tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. Ah, you don't know. that. You, you want to make sure so you know what to do in order to bring it in an appropriate environment and deal with the situation. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, uh, number one, I would do my first shop uh, stop 
at your local grocery store, and I'm going to get, uh, you believe it or not, Polish kalbasa. Even though in Russia we love Polish as much as uh, you guys, uh, Republicans, love Democrats, but their, but their, their kalbasa, really, the sausage Polish with, with garlic, boy, the dogs can betray its own mother for that. Good. So I, I'm not kidding you. I mean, I will get this one. Uh, if you don't have access to that store, at least get American hot dog. Uh, like um, uh, fry it with butter and garlic powder, okay? Mm. Or even would be yeah. better off, uh, you know. Yeah, hell is uh, his, uh, you know, his saliva now dropping on my microphone. Um, at least, at least, I would probably uh, get uh, this one, or even you know what um, would be great would be liver. Get the fresh liver, not from the pet store, just fry it the way I explained. So after that, before you arrive, ask the people. So they would put uh, leashes and collars on each dog and make sure, make sure, um, you know, prior to the stress, prior to you coming in, and uh, every leash would be locked between the doors if the dog's still in the crates. So if they keep them in the separate crates, each dog, or in the pen, it should be hanging behind. So when you need to grab something, or somebody needs to grab, you don't need to chase them. You don't need to grab them by the collar because it could be dangerous. And the first meeting I definitely would do on the neutral territory. I would ask him to bring to me. It depends how many. It's such a hard day. I wish I would be there because I'm not sure what's going to happen. I sometimes opening my client's doors, and I don't know what's happening that either, you know, but at least I have a control. So I would ask them to bring to you one dog at the time in their hands and put them on, on uh, put them on the uh, on the ground and they give you end of the leash and stepped off. From that time, I would suggest you sh- kneel down, don't even look in the dog's eyes, and let the dog sniff your butt. Yes, when the dog's sniffing each other's butts, it's like going on the Google or Yahoo for information. As the dog sniffing your butt, give give the dog piece of that uh, precious treat which you got, okay. and hopefully the dog will be able to you will be able to pet it. Once you pet it, don't try to pull it because the dog will. I mean, how how big? I'm not sure. I don't. You didn't even mention what the what the size they are. So I mean, I would be able to make them walk slowly by slowly using doggy language, kneeling kneeling down, giving love and discipline at the same time. But if it's not big one, once you give the dog love and kalbasa, you may be able to pick them up and put them in your crate or in your van or somewhere and get to the another one. That's what I would do. You know, that's what my first initial thing is. And how to socialize it after that and, you know, all these things. It's a separate story. You may want to call us maybe one more time after you've got them and we will go over with you. Dave, we appreciate your call today at one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. 
Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAFE25 on our homepage or a checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. The entire Animal Radio Dream Team is here to answer your questions. Joey Volani, today all uh, dressed up. Looking sharp. I think it's uh, this whole Animal Planet thing has gone to his head a little bit. <laughs> this is, uh, well, this, this he has is, an entourage now. He does have an entourage. Yes. And uh, in order to speak to him, you have to speak to a couple of other people to, to find out. People, it, yeah, right. his people. Yeah. And uh, But he'll be answering your questions. In fact, the only person that he doesn't make go through the whole rigmarole of talking to other people is uh, you. Yes, you're looking down at your radio right now. one 405 8405 Yes, it's his second week of Dogs 101 on Animal Planet. Fourth year? Fourth year. And he's doing eight episodes, so you want to check out our very own Joy Volani on Animal Planet tonight. Uh, Dr. Debbie practices in Las Vegas, Nevada. She does a lot of commuting back and forth to the studios. Uh, I could never live there. That's uh, Frankly, it's too hot and too dry for me. I was going to say, you got a problem with sunshine? I, I do have a problem with heat. And, of course, we have sunshine here at the studios in Morro Bay, California. See, my problems would be the casino. Yeah, and the smoke and all of that. Well, and, yeah, it, yeah know, it would be the, the slot machine. Vegas is great for like a week. And then after that, you know, I can wait another year. For that, hey, but. 17 years and it hasn't gotten old for me, I'll tell you. But you know what we do love? We love when we get weather out here because it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> so it's like clouds. Oh, it's raining. And like we all run outside at work and look and we're just so excited. So, uh, yeah. And actually, you know, my little boss man, he gets a little nervous when it rains. So, uh, you know, we tried out some new techniques the other night. Uh, it was really kind of fun. What'd you do? Yeah. Oh, well, um, the there's an item. And I think we went to the... Uh, Super Zoo, and we talked about this a little bit, was uh, the Thunder Shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you this try is, it? Now, let me explain this to, for listeners. This is a shirt, or it's like a little coat that fits over your dog, and it's supposed to Swaddle calm them, them. Swallow them, calm yeah. them from all kinds of anxiety, including Thunder. That's the name, Thunder Shirt. So you got mm-hmm. one of those? I did, yeah, and I tried it, because he was just acting a little bit weird. My husband took him outside to do the business, and it was kind of storming a little bit in the distance. And he just looked at my husband really funny, and just kind of anxious and he granted he wasn't like going nuts like some dogs do but he wasn't right so i 
grabbed my thunder shirt, put it on him with all the Velcro. I mean, it's not just a shirt. It's not like putting a T-shirt on your dog. You have to do all these layers of this Velcro, and it fits so snugly and cute. And I'll tell you, within minutes, he sat down and was watching TV, just laying there, hmm. so wow. quiet, so, so calm. Works. He was, yeah, and he was not fussing on the jacket. It wasn't like he was trying to chew it off or it bothered him in any uh-huh. way. He was just quiet and calm and relaxed. Huh, it was really to- neat. Try that with Ladybug. I've got one to try out. Yeah, but you know, she's, we don't have thunderstorms here very frequently. She's not afraid of thunder. She's not afraid of fireworks. You know what she's afraid of? I've noticed now it's starting to get just a little bit cooler when the heater comes on. Oh. She doesn't like the sound of the heater. And then, of course, she doesn't like the TV. She, we turn on the, the Netflix on the Wii or something like that and she shakes and she shakes now that the heater's coming on. You gotta try that on her and see if that works for her. Yes. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I have clients that love those Thunder shirts. So it's a, it's a really good product. They say they really like them. You know, I have a sweatshirt that I like. It just comforts me. It makes me feel comfortable. And uh, it's swaddles like a blanket. It swaddles have. me. I bet that's what the Thunder shirt's like. Yeah, I know. Your sweatshirt, you know, you, you got it new and it, it's still nice and fuzzy inside. You know how when you wash them so many times they start balling up? That that sweatshirt really needs to be washed, Hal. Yeah. I know you like Ew. it fuzzy and warm, but it's time. It ha- it's seasoned. Yeah, we can stand by itself. It's time to wash that coddling, swaddling sweatshirt. Hey, if you people want to know more about uh, Thunder shirt... The website, ironically, is thundershirt.com. <laughs> and uh, just in case you can't remember that, we'll put, uh, put a link over at animalradio.com, which is actually harder to remember. Uh, but it's uh, a drug-free solution for dog anxiety. Yeah, try this before you try medication. Okay, we're going to head back to the phones, and in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to the author of Animals Behaving Badly, Boozing Bees, Cheating Chimps, Dogs with Guns, and Other Beastly True Tales of Bad Animals. Bad, bad animals. I believe it. I've seen some of the animals around here, both two-legged and four-legged kind. Uh, we have Adam on the phone. Hi, Adam. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi there. I'm actually looking, uh, my wife and I have decided we're going to get a dog, but we want two of them, and we've decided we want a little one and a big one, and uh, we're thinking, like, uh, I'm just curious, what is a good breed uh, to mix with both a large and a small dog, and I'm thinking as large as a St. Bernard on the one side and as little as a Chihuahua on the other, so I'm just curious what you think. Wow, that's quite the disparity. Can I ask why uh, Why you have the, the difference and why you want to go big and small? Uh, yeah, we just, uh, you know, when we were dating, we always thought it would be kind of neat to have a small dog and a big dog grow up together. We want to get both puppies. Uh-huh. and just have them grow up like that. I don't know. It's just, we, we've always it's seen we wanted to do that, but we don't know which breeds are the best to, be, to mix. Yeah, and you know, whenever we talk about breeds in general, um, you know, there's no perfect fit that I can really say, but there would be some guidelines. And one of the things you've mentioned is definitely very important is I'd want to raise these guys together. Um, so approximately the same age coming in, um, because that helps a lot as they're trying to figure out kind of their social structure of who's going to be the head dog in the house. And my bet will be it'll It'll be probably the small one because <laughs> they usually have the the bigger, bolder personality. Um, the Chihuahuas kind of push around the big dogs, um, and so I really I'm not going to necessarily say that there's a uh, good combination between the two. The big thing I would want to make sure is that we talk about what kind of dog is good for your lifestyle and you know what kind of activities you have. Um, you know, are they going to be home alone a lot? Are they going to be dogs that are active? Um, do you travel with them? All those kind of things, as well as you know the hair code and the you know the personality type thing so do you have in, uh, feelings on, on those type of things 
Right. Yes, I do. Uh, you know, we want both. The, you know, we want the happy medium, and that's why I was. Uh, what do you think about that that combination of what I was speaking of, uh, Saint Bernard? Is by the way, isn't there a breed of Saint Bernard that actually does not drool? I <laughs> don't know about that one. <laughs> they they all definitely have that potential to drool. Um, I think some of them have a little bit more skin folding um, that you'll see it, but no, I don't think there's one that that won't drool. And that, that's a reality with that breed. So um, make sure that you know you can live with that. And uh, you know most people who have those large drooly dogs have you know, their own bibs, and they have a little towel that kind of comes along uh, <laughs> soon after the dog passes by, so they can wipe that. But you know I have had clients that do have um, short was with um, St. Bernard's and um, in those situations um, like I said as long as they're raised together and uh, we raise them in the same household I think you can do that um, of course as the uh, the large breed dog gets much bigger we have to kind of supervise um, some of their physical interactions so that we make sure that the large dog has learned the power and the strength of their bite and not to return the bite in the same manner if they're playing or roughhousing um, but, but it can it can definitely be done um, it just takes you know training and uh, you know making sure you're you're supervising cautious parents that kind of thing you can do it doc what about sexes do you want both males both females or one of each I am definitely a believer in the male-female combination. Um, I don't necessarily have a preference for your situation, um, you know, which is which, but I think that's very important is to pick the male, f- male and a female in that situation. Uh, don't, don't get two females. <laughs> I see. Don't get two females, right? I, well, no, one, la- one last thing, though. Uh, besides the uh, St. Bernard, is there any other uh, dog breed that you would suggest that doesn't drool as much as the regular St. Bernard does? It kind of depends on what you like as far as, um, you know, if you're looking for, uh, you know, athletic breed that's larger, Labradors don't really drool. Um, I, I would probably not be as apt to get something like a Weimaran or a Pointer because they are so um, so active and, um, you know, I wouldn't want them to kind of uh, step over the little guy. Um, so, I mean, you could definitely do a large lumbering breed. Um, I tend to stay away from some of the breeds that have high prey instincts. So, uh, like some greyhounds are not really good around um, small furry or small critters because, you know, they sometimes have that instinct um, as far as for chasing. And then, you know, very strong, powerful dogs, um, you know, that are more of a guard dog. You know, but it's all how you raise them. So, uh, you know, I would say that, uh, you know, if, if that's in your mind, because it kind of sounds like that's kind of already what you guys have decided that you, you're looking for a blessing on it. And, and I would say you can do it. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much. All righty. Very good, Adam. Have a great day. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio, one 405 I didn't realize drooling was such a big deal. I'm going to have to stop doing that. Yes. Why do you think I'm walking around with a towel right behind you all the time? What's the deal with flipping the lip, Doc? Every time we take the animal to the vet, the docs always flip the lips back and take a look at their gums like it's some magic thing that will read <laughs> what's wrong. What is with that? Well, you know, that's, it is magic. It's, you know, we have certain tricks in our little bags there. Um, basically, it allows us to check out not only the way the teeth look, the tartar buildup, but it also allows us to look at the gums. Are we looking bloody? Do we have discoloration or signs the pet might be pale? So we can learn a lot from that. And you know what? The average pet owner doesn't take the time to always do that. And you can learn a lot just by lifting up that gum and going, ew, I need to call my vet. Those teeth look horrible. <laughs> Flipping the lips. I know that you take your thumb and you push it against the gum. Is that what is that? The 
test how fast the blood moves or what? Ooh, good. Yeah, that, that is a test for capillary refill time. So it gives us a general guideline of circulation in the body. Um, kind of like if you push your, your nail bed, uh, you, it kind of blanches out and then it turns nice and pink again. Um, that's the same kind of thing we're testing it in dogs there. So, yeah. <laughs> you should see everybody in the studio now. Doing their fingernails. Testing, <laughs> their nails. Also on the way, Stacy Cohn with news. What are you working on? Well, a 600-year-old tradition has finally ended in a township of China. They were cooking up some very unusual delicacies huh. for 600 years. Something that uh, barked huh. and that we would never think of doing here in the United States. But um, thanks to the Internet, I think that we've finally taken this uh, tradition down. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. It's 2011. I think it's about time. That yeah, we... some traditions are good, but this was a bad one. Let's break it. Okay, that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Everybody's had trouble finding their car keys or maybe a TV remote. But when a California man lost his false teeth, he was convinced he didn't just misplace them. 68-year-old Bill Exner blamed the mouse, a mouse that Bill and his wife had captured three times and three times it escaped. He last remembered seeing his dentures on his nightstand, and after searching all over the house for them, he convinced his daughter's fiancé to take a crowbar and hammer to the closet wall with a small hole in it where he'd seen the mouse run in. After tearing up some molding, the dentures were retrieved. Bill's future son-in-law suggested boiling the dentures in peroxide before putting them in. Bill's wife says the mouse frequently comes out and stares at him, taunting him. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I'm, I'm begging you, spay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. For the very first time in 600 years, residents of a township in China are going to be banned from holding an ancient dog-eating festival. This is after the public voiced their discontent on the Internet. The three-day event, which usually takes place in October, commemorates a historic 14th century military victory of the Ming Dynasty. Now, this is just according to legend, but this is the reason behind this whole thing. Um, the army of Zhu Yang Zhang secretly invaded this township, and they killed all the dogs so that the animals wouldn't bark and give away the troops' position pre-battle. When the city was secured, the army celebrated by feasting on the meat of the slaughtered dogs. Oh, just anyway, I mean, even after the, the thing was over then, they ate the dogs, or like talking like nobody was refrigerated or anything. Thus, the tradition was born. Not that I would eat a dog, period. I've never, ever, ever. But I don't know. Anyway, okay. 
Sorry, this really gets me off track. While animal advocates around the world may shudder at this thought, uh, yeah, in China and other parts of Asia, it's not uncommon for humans to eat dogs. In ancient times, dog meat was considered to have medicinal purposes, while today it's still socially acceptable for the Chinese to purchase dogs and cats at local markets for the sole purpose of sustenance. But uh, hundreds of thousands of people have uh, posted criticisms of the festival, and thus they're not doing it this year. Yay! It only took 600 years. Can you imagine? In a juice bar, okay, things get weirder. In a juice bar in Lima, Peru, smoothie makers are throwing frogs in their drinks. Fresh from a high mountain pond, the poor frogs get tossed into a blender along with other less exotic ingredients in a drink that's become a huge hit for the Lima juice bar. The frog juice is said to cure almost anything that ails you. Yeah, because you'll probably puke everything out of your system. But no doubt it's a big reason for its popularity. It's said to be an aphrodisiac. Oh, kicks in there. Frogs make you want to just mate. Because frogs are always mating. That makes sense. The Lima Juice Bar sells about 80 of the frog juice drinks every day, mostly in the early morning as people hope to get their days off to a croaking good start. (laughs) Florida is now officially the world capital for invasive and potentially invasive reptiles and amphibians, according to a 20-year study verifying that 56 non-native species of these animals have become established in the Sunshine State. Uh, the accommodating climate, which can suit not only tropical and subtropical species, but those adapted to colder climates, is an element. And that seems to be the problem, according to Kenneth Crisco. He's the lead researcher and a senior biological scientist at the Florida Museum of Natural History, the University of Florida. But he and other researchers put the bulk of the blame on the pet trade, which they say is responsible for the vast majority of introductions and impotent laws meant to prevent the release of non-natives. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. Get at me! It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. We'll go back to the phones in just a second. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405 to the gang here at Animal Radio. Could be the veterinarian, Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And we're always telling you, look to our animals for good examples. If you could be as good as your dog, you'd be one great person. I I beg to differ on that. I've seen some animals do some pretty 
things. There's a new book out. Linda Lombardi is the author. It's called Animals Behaving Badly. Boozing Bees, Cheating Chimps, Dogs with Guns, and Other Beastly <laughs> True Tales. Linda, welcome to the show. Hi. Okay, so uh, should we use animals as an example like I always thought we should? Well, I guess it depends on what you want uh, them to be an example of. Um, People seem to think that uh, animals are better than people are. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we think that they don't do all the terrible things people do. So we right. think only humans are violent. Um, you know, that only animals, uh, you know, that animals don't have all the family problems that we do. That all of this is, you know, something that comes from civilization um, and that nature is unspoiled. Um, but, you know, nature has things like cobra venom and... Ebola virus. I don't understand. I'm not really sure why we think nature is what is is safe and good and and better than we are. Okay, so you put together this book, Animals Behaving Badly. Are these your own stories? Have other people contributed? Well, these stories come both from the news um, and they come from from the science. So um, animal behaviorists who um, study animals, um, you know, on a day to day basis for a living, um, find out a lot of these terrible things. Um, so, uh, I mean, like you have a family radio show. You apparently haven't heard the yeah, show. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, well, you know, for example, the, let's just say the family lives of animals. Um, you know, sometimes animals, you know, eat their babies. Sometimes the, the worst um, threat to a species is how it treats other members of its family. For example, um, Hawaiian monk seals are a, a very endangered species. Well, one of the one of the biggest problems they have is apparently the males gang up on the females at breeding season, and uh, they're so enthusiastic that they, they kill them, uh, which is not a really good idea if you're looking to perpetuate your species. Yeah, not a, not a good idea. Not a good idea for the female's point of view. You know, or, or, or from the point of view of, like, leaving more little baby, you know, monk seals to grow up and, you know, have them be there in the future. Um, so, you know, we think that we're driving a lot of species to extinction, but some of them are really not helping. <laughs> mm. That story is nature, really, sort of nature taking its course. But you have a story about a rabbit who lives in a pub in England and is addicted to gambling with a slot machine. Not not really a <laughs> nature a niche, thing. Yeah. Yes, and, and animals, it's true. I mean, nature may be terrible, but that doesn't mean that civilization doesn't also have its bad points. And animals get in on that as well. Um, animals, for example... Um, animals love alcohol. You know, animals love a good drink as much as we do. <laughs> sure. And, you know, they can find drink in nature because fermenting fruit and fruit juices, um, you know, fermenting sugar cane. So, for example, some monkeys in the Caribbean um, got a habit of eating fermented sugar cane, and then they found that all these tourists would leave these drinks around with the little umbrellas in them, and they realized, wait, this is even better. Huh. Easier to get to, yeah. So they, they steal yes. them. I agree with that. My Mika likes to drink too. She she is, and she's a vodka drinker. She she yeah, she likes vodka. it. What about uh, what about the pandas in their their pornographic movies? Yeah, well, pandas pandas don't get really nearly as much attention in this book as they ought to. Um, you know, one of the things about animals, it seems like the more we think they're wonderful, kind of the worse they are. I mean, pandas people are so obsessed with pandas, but I mean, they're just kind of. What what is it about them? They 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 just kind of lie there. Um, they're not even good. Again, like you know, they're endangered. Maybe it's partly our fault, but they're really not helping. They're just really not good at getting it on and making babies. Um, so you know, 
some keepers in uh, China decided that they would try to get them in the mood by showing them dirty movies. And apparently what they really panda like porn? is the soundtrack. Is, is what you're talking about? Human dirty movies or no, panda no, no. porn? Pan, apparently they're panda dirty movies. Panda Okay, <laughs> yeah. I to clarify that. Yeah. I mean, but it's not to say that some animals don't sometimes, you know, get a fancy for a member of another species. Uh, that does happen. Sure. But, you know, as far as the panda keepers, they really wanted the pandas to be attracted to other pandas. Gotcha. That's how you get more pandas. Yeah. Uh, Linda, don't, don't you think that some bad animals, they were uh, like a bad humans in the pre previous life, and after they were sent to, in, you know, in the skin of the animals for some type of their re-education, and they learn nothing, according to your book. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's what I think. You know, when I come to my clients and I see those dogs, like, oh, my gosh, I mean, just uh, plain nasty. That's what always comes to my mind. So you think if they were nasty, maybe there were people in a previous life? <laughs> yes. And I don't know. I think maybe some bad people were animals in a previous life. Uh, well, Joy, what do you think about this? What do the animals think about this conversation now? They must be uh, irate. If they could dial the phone at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, they'd be calling right now, huh? I think a lot of it's funny because they say that there are some behaviors that they pick up from us, not so much that it's their ah. own, but it's and it's that has to do with the whole consciousness, the hundredth monkey thing, that kind of thing. But so maybe we won't go into all of that. They now. shouldn't be watching us, is what they, they shouldn't be taking examples from us at all, right? Okay. Right. <laughs> that's what I have a sex. I always take my mic in the be in the in the in the side room. That's what I always do. I guess I'm right. <laughs> to be serious, though, you know, thinking that animals are, that are better than they are doesn't really do any favors to animals. You know, thinking that your dog is basically a little person who like knows all the rules of like you know living in the house and that you know a carpet is something you don't pee on. You're kind of not really doing any favors unless you can see from the animal's point of view that you know. That's just normal, you know, but to us, that's bad behavior. So, you know, it's, it's actually maybe doing animals a favor to, you know, explain to people that they, they don't, you know, they're not always perfect, and we maybe shouldn't expect L Linda, them. I just would like to summarize. Listen, people, animals are not humans. They don't speak in English. They don't preach democracy. They don't share American values. They do live in the moment, though. But, of course, if I lived in the moment, I'd be in jail immediately. Mm -hmm. That's Okay, so the book is called Animals Behaving Badly, Boozing Bees, Cheating Chimps, Dogs with Guns, and Other Beastly True Tales. Linda Lombardi is joining us, and she is the author. I have ten copies to give away at 1-866-405-8405 right now. Head on over to your bookstore. It's on the Penguin label, Animals Behaving Badly. Linda, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. More Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or at checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. 
Hi, Bob Vella here for Canine Caviar. At Canine Caviar, we make your pet's food with only human-grade quality ingredients, and we use dehydrated protein sources like buffalo, chicken, lamb, beaver, venison, and duck. Canine Caviar dog and cat foods are formulated specifically with your pet's optimal health in mind. Canine Caviar is affordable. On average, it'll only cost $1.75 a day to feed a 65-pound dog. So go with the best food for your best friend. Don't forget to ask for our free-range grass-fed buffalo treats. For more information, go to KenineCaviar.com or call 1-800-392-7898. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax-deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. This is for Joey. Okay, for one for groomer Joey Volani, we have Kitty on the phone. Hey, Kitty, welcome to the show. Hello. What's going on? Well, I have a cat that is too fat. She doesn't groom herself. And, um... I was wondering if I could get her shaved instead of, you know, messing with the hairballs and having her brushed out because I have to take her to the vet and they have to sedate her and then brush her out because she won't let me do it. She doesn't, um, she's not happy being groomed either, is that correct? No. And she bites okay, me and if have... I try to do it. She bites you if you try to do it. Okay, so that's something. Believe me, a nasty cat is a lot more dangerous than a um, nasty dog. They have a lot of um, types of bacteria in their mouth, and when they bite you, sometimes it could be pretty pretty nasty. Um, is it a long or a short-haired cat, first of all? She's long-haired. Okay, okay. And have you ever had a, had a groomer um, work on the cat? No. Okay, what I would try... Not that I'm trying to take anything out of the veterinarian's hands, but sometimes in in a grooming salon, um, a professional groomer, because they do it all the time, may have a lot more success um, removing the knots and tangles. Now, depending upon how serious they are, would really determine, um, you know, if if they could remove them or not. Um, a lot of times, a cat, though, even though um, it seems like this hopeless, if you take your time and you have two people work on the cat, where they take their time and the cat's not stressed out, a lot of times you could work it out. Now, can you clip the cat down? You absolutely can. But my question to you is, did you ever do that before to this particular cat? No. Sometimes what happens is when. Um, you clip cats down short because there really isn't, you don't have much of a variation. You either have to go real short or you got to leave it full coated. And that's only because of safety reasons. The blade that you have to use on the cat cuts um, to one-eighth of an inch um, off of the skin. So if, if basically it's, it's bald. What happens is a lot of times the cats know that there is a change. They don't know exactly what it is. And sometimes we'll go into a state of depression with a hide or, um, you know, I mean, just, just not want to see anyone because they're embarrassed of, 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 you know, what has become of them. Even though they don't know exactly what it is, they just know what's a change. 
If you do have to do that, the most important thing is is you don't want to laugh at the cat. You don't want to change anything because believe me, they know. They know if 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 they're being laughed at. They know if if it's you know if 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 it's a different situation. So if it has to be clipped down, um, I would use it as the last resort. But I would try your professional groomer first for a couple reasons. I wouldn't want to sedate a cat unless I really really had to, only because it's not real. You know, it's not real good on their system. Um, and the groomer will tell you within the first 10 minutes of the grooming either call you up and say well, listen please come pick up your cat we can't do it and then in that situation you'll have to go to your veterinarian and do what's ever necessary at that time but if you get a good cat groomer a lot of times they'll put two people on the cat one holds the cat where the cat can't bite or scratch the other one and after a while if you take your time sometimes they calm down a little bit especially if it's in an environment where there's um, no dogs barking and, and it's a little bit quiet and they'll calm down and and um, sometimes like the professional grooming. And the good thing about that is it also may make the cat like to be brushed at home and, um, you know, break that, that whole cycle. Okay, well, I'll try that. Okay, unfortunately, I wish I had a miracle spray that I could tell you about, but there's not. It's just, it's just, um, you know, just brushing and combing. And, um, you know, I, I would try that first, and um, hopefully they can um, help you out there. Guido says I say that too fast, so I'm saying it nice and slow for you. I wish it spelt something, but it simply doesn't. It doesn't. It does come off the tongue pretty easy. It does. It has kind of like a little rhythm to it, a little rhyme. After 10 years, I've memorized it. Every once in a while, you forget, (laughs) though. I watch you draw a blank real quick. I do remember our email address, which is yourvoice at animalradio.com. And if you want to email us individually, all of our individual email addresses are are over at animalradio.com. And we have one for Vlade right now. This is... uh, comes from, uh, oh, she doesn't even say her name. Okay, anonymous. She says she has a 10-year-old chocolate lab named Chloe. My family and I have moved out of the States and now live in Asia. We have friends staying at our house and have been taking care of our dogs. However, Chloe has not taken our move very well and is constantly getting sick in the house and having accidents. What do we do? So I guess it sounds like a little bit of separation anxiety, right? It is, it is. And uh, normally, chocolate labs, they're dumb, in generally. I mean, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not breedious no, or racist. They have big hearts. Yes, they do. You know, um, it's for some reason, people, um, uh, the color of the lab is really affecting their personalities. I never heard, I never seen even one a black lab who would be aggressive. Never, ever. Easy to train, a lot of energy. If somebody come to me and say, I have an aggressive lab, oh my gosh, I know it's going to be yellow lab. <laughs> and, uh, regarding, and regarding the chocolate lab, unfortunately, that's what they are. They, they are dumb and they have allergy problems. Hard to train them sometimes, comparatively, in other ones. So, in this particular place, Chloe, I mean, um, you know, I think he has a separation anxiety for sure. And my suggestion would be to the person who wrote this email to me would be following. Make sure whoever takes care of that lab needs to stimulate him, okay? Needs to stimulate him mentally and physically. 
that would be not just medicate the problem. That would eliminate the problem. You gotta give that dog mind going. You have to give that dog um, th- physics going. It means uh, not just Cesar Malan like to say, "Let's do exercise, exercise, exercise." And all the time, my clients say, "Oh yeah, I take my dog for the walk." I take my dog for five miles walk. You know, you're going to take that uh, Chloe for the five miles uh, walk, and you're going to be about dying, and that lab going to look in your eyes and say, <laughs> what are we going to do next now? You know, but if you make sure that walk, walk, you know, next to you, and he doesn't go ahead of you, and he doesn't sniff anything unless he, he he's allowed to go and uh, have some fun time, he'll be working through the process, and you don't need to even take him for one mile walk. He will be just tired after maybe half of the mile walk, maybe even less. After I like to do some obedience training, sit, stay, calm down, focusing on uh, control exercise and not on the action exercise. One minute sit, stay takes as much energy like one mile to run. Mm. And after, yeah, and after that, I would suggest the people uh, make sure keep him at least for two weeks in three positions. Write it down, everyone who's listening, because it's going to help to many of you. Position number one, always under your supervision when the, he is inside. Keep your eyes on him as a hawk. Position number two, make sure always supervise him who he, when he's outside. And position number three, if you cannot do number one and you cannot do number two, he must go into the crate ah. and he will be comfortable in the crate and feel secure and safe. And if you would do this thing which I just asked you to do for just two weeks and you gradually leave the house and come back and when you come home, no welcome home celebrations. And when you leave the house, no grieving, not telling him, um, my daddy's going to go and pick up some milk. Please don't worry. And the dog starts to vibrating, shaking because he probably needs to worry about you leaving. Just do like you do to your spouse sometimes. Just say, I will come back. That's it. Why you ask? And just, just be done with this. So no emotions. Just logics. Okay. And everything together going to work. In Chloe's case, she, uh, she was having accidents too. Should she see a vet just to make sure there's no problems? It's always a good idea to see the accidents to eliminate some bladder infection if we're talking about a peeing problem or some type of the another infection if we're talking about, especially if the stool is a liquid. Um, but, yeah, that's always a good idea. We always suggest starting from that. Good advice. Okay, remember you can email each and every one of us those email addresses over at the website. It's time for all of us to get out of here and uh, Joey Volani whose other gig is with the Stagehands Union, and uh, you're off to a show. I am on stage with Elmo and Kermit and all the other Sesame Street characters that are driving me crazy. <laughs> is that a lot of fun? You know, we have we, we, we make it fun, um, and the characters are a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's okay. It's okay. But, um, they do three shows a day, um, you know, to a bunch of little kids. And it's fun watching the kids get into it. What do you mean you're on stage with, with Elmo? Backstage. We're moving, we're moving around props, um, you know, helping dress, um, you know, that sort of thing. What is, what is Elmo like behind the scenes? Is he as nice as he is, you know, on camera? Elmo's a 90 pound, 90 pound, 20 year old, um, girl. (laughs) (laughs) No! No! Oh, hell, it'll be okay.
okay. It's like Hal just learned that there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> I one of my big stunts when I was uh, in, in radio when I did real radio was hey, uh, this is real radio, yeah. Hal. Hey, you remember the big Elmo craze for Christmas? Where oh was yeah, that Elmos one year they were paying thousands of dollars for Elmos. Is I took an Elmo and I put it tickle through me the, Elmo, uh, tickle me Elmo. <laughs> I put it through the wood chipper. No, I actually didn't. Oh, that's great. It that's didn't make. Great. I didn't I give it to charity. It didn't you did. It Santa Claus chipper. came out and rescued Rescue Elmo it. and took him to a children's hospital. Yeah. So I guess we're done here. We're done. Thanks, guys. Have a Couple. lovely day, guys. You too, Joy. Oh, and don't forget to check out Joey tonight. Animal Planet, Dogs 101. I hammed it up this time so much because I knew. I said, I'm going to, I need full airplay here. You're a big ham in front of the camera, aren't you? Yeah, I can be. I definitely can be. That makes good you radio know, so. and good TV. That's what we want. Yes, I gave it to him this time um, over the top. Good. Give it to us next time, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. All right, guys. Okay. Take Have care. A weekend. Bye bye. Bye bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.